my dad advice I'm going to tell everyone who's listening what my father told me every single day growing up until I left home. Bring a jacket. Hey guys, this is the Hard Time Strong Men, cheering up a very class of man. And today, we've got Dasode Winter. But first, a dad joke. Six, you go first. All right. What do a tick and the Eiffel Tower have? A tick and the Eiffel Tower. They're both Paris sites. (laughs) That's... (laughs) That's almost worse than last week. (laughs) You should feel ashamed of yourself. Or last month, sorry. Last month's episode. And it's so great. That hurt. Yeah. Nomad. Um, what do you call a factory that only makes okay products? What? Satisfactory. <laughs> Goodness. Oh. Where did Noah keep the bees? Where did Noah keep the bees? I don't know. <laughs> In the archives. <laughs> the oh, archives. That's good, too. <laughs> oh, man. I think I killed six. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so dumb. But here we are. <laughs> wow. Uh, I think that's my favorite part of the episode. Anyway, so we're doing a dad episode today on winter. Winter has come. It's getting colder. So what do you guys have? What's your two cents on winter? How can people best prepare for this? Because some people, you know, namely the Californians, the Floridians, you know, all those kids who run around in, you know, shorts and flip-flops and the, at the end of February, they don't really know what to what to do and why what they're doing is wrong. So where are you guys best... Um, Two cents on all, on just winter. Feel personally attacked. It's because you were. I hate you. <laughs> so I guess for me, I'll just kind of call back to my days in in the northern parts of the states. Um, I mean, good lord, when I left the house, like I was. I mean, depends on how cold it was, but I was bundled up. Like I was layered up, hat on my head gloves if not on my hands but in my pockets i mean if it was cold enough i had um like hand warmers at least in one of the uh one of the pockets so if i needed them i could just get them out okay crack them open and go to go or good to go but i mean ah jeez heavy socks i mean at least that's that's what i'm thinking on my on my person at the very least okay so using good layers, having good fabrics like wool, you know, something that's going to keep its, yeah. you know, thermal properties when it gets wet, you know, having extra pairs of clothing or, you know, things to help, you know, assist you get warm. Something that I always did when I was growing up was, you know, I always had, you know, obviously a knife and a lighter. But. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But my old man, he grew up in Wisconsin. So, you know, he got to school in the morning and his entire door would be you know, snowed over. So yep. he grew up in, you know, more cold of what, uh, you know, what Nomad grew up with. Not quite, but, you know, getting there. <laughs> but, you know, layering is your first, is your first line of, of shelter, right? It's your first line of protection. So it's important to, 
you know, be mindful of the weather and to dress accordingly because, you know, I think, you know, man, you and I were talking about, you know, you going to the gym and seeing, you know, people walk up in shorts and flip-flops or Uggs or, you know, whatever else. And they're not giving the weather, not, you know, giving its due diligence. You know, if you have, you know, negative 30, you know, degree temperatures, you're risking frostbite. You're, you know, you're not in a good way and, you know, people don't take this seriously at all. I don't even think you need to like live in like Nunavut or whatever, like me. I think, um, cause you mentioned before, what year again was that huge winter storm in Texas? 21. 21. Two. So like, that's a real relevant example on people who don't even own this stuff at all. Yeah. So I don't even think again, if you like, obviously if you don't live like as far North I do, then you're probably not really going to see the relevance in this, but the people in Texas in 21 are a prime example or, um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head of like, have there been any other, any other major huge storms in the United States in the last 10 years that like, you know, destroyed entire places where it wasn't like normal for these people (laughs) and how many people didn't have, you know, the proper clothing. I don't know, but I don't think it really depends on, you know, the, the type of, you know, disaster, the type of calamity, but people just aren't prepared in general. You know, something we've talked offline Mm -hmm. about is, you know, just having basic utility in your vehicle, Mm -hmm. you know, like how many people don't have, you know, in like Northern States don't have tire chains in their car or don't have jumper cables or don't have a wool blanket or Or a shovel or water or shovel or, you know, anything Cat litter or something. Yeah. Cat litter. I mean, goodness, man. I mean, how many people don't do their due diligence on, you know, just keeping good upkeep on their vehicle, you know, keeping all the fluids stocked up. I mean, make sure that your tires have adequate pressure, adequate tread, you know, anything. People don't think about it. You know, it's outside out mind until, you know, it's suddenly in your face. Yeah. And I know, um, uh, was it a couple of weeks ago or something? I don't know. I'm trying to think back. There was a huge storm in like New York and, the, um, someone posted, the guy that we shall not name because he's like unanimously hated in the social media world right now because everything's from a special operations background or story. But he made a tweet about it, about how like, and like this, I will agree with his like tweet comment that someone shared on Instagram was that a couple hundred years ago or a hundred years ago, men were still like making fires and like looking for their food or everyone in the household knew how to do this. And people in upstate New York died in their vehicles in a traffic jam in a snowstorm. Like that's pretty pathetic that you don't have like proper clothing in your vehicle what if you get stuck yeah Yeah. well or just like what you need to be able to like if you are stuck with your vehicle i mean yeah i don't remember how many years ago it was but my my sister and her family you know got caught same sort of thing in this huge traffic jam for miles and miles because the road just got trashed and they were stuck overnight before they could move along but you imagine the people who don't have anything you're stuck in a in a freezer Mm-hmm. literally yeah. with that nothing happened, else that happened a few years ago in what atlanta like that huge snowstorm hit and then every there people were dying in their cars on the highway yeah because it's just the atlanta like city of atlanta is like a uh, dot just could not they weren't equipped to handle that kind of stuff same thing if like a, a, a snowstorm happened down here in florida we would not be like ready for that well same thing here in texas we saw in 2021 we mm-hmm. you know texas does not have the infrastructure and why should it you know any other time of the year is not a worry but the one event it's only your problem 
And if you're stuck in your vehicle with nothing, you have to stay with inadequate supplies, with an inadequate, you know, environment because you can't leave because you don't have what you need to leave. I mean, you're, you catch 22 to yourself and you're freaking dead because of it. I know, I know more recently too here in the last, like, I think it was like, um, since January or something, all the clowns living in Vancouver, British Columbia, some huge snowstorm happened and there was like, I don't know, thousands of people trapped in their vehicles. And then when the news reported it all the next day, they said these people couldn't even leave their vehicles because they didn't even have proper footwear. And I'm like, you live in Canada. And I, I get if you work in an what? office and, and again, I'll play devil's advocate, but I'll like crush their souls right now. If you work in an office nine to five and you wear dress shoes going to work, cool. Have boots in your vehicle. Like that's no excuse. Or if you're some like business woman and you're wearing heels and a dress, I'm like, I don't care. It's the winter. You could probably have yep. that stored in your vehicle. And just like you said, seven, these people are not like prepared for the the worst case. And this isn't like some, some like unheard of, you know, fantasy that's never going to happen. I'm like, that happened a month ago in like Vancouver, Canada, and thousands of people were trapped in their vehicles and didn't know what to do because they couldn't get out and walk. It's crazy. I mean, and so when we started getting our first, you know, freezes here in Texas, I threw a bag in my, in my trunk, mm-hmm. you know, had mm-hmm. extra clothing, extra layers had you know hand warmers some you know a little bit of food and boots like actual like winter boots you know built up winter boots because if i have to you know walk i'm not gonna be walking home in my crocs like (laughs) that's not it that's not a good day man yeah but so what would you guys say at a minimum you know obviously this is our winter episode so specifically for winter what people should have in their vehicle a blanket at, at the very least, a blanket, an extra coat. Um, proper footwear. Personally, for me, like I, I said, proper footwear. Yeah. yeah, I I had I honestly had a pack of the um, a bulk pack of the hand warmers just in my back seat. Yeah, like not in the trunk, just in case that got frozen over and I couldn't get in there. Um, I mean, I could fold down the seat but get it in there, but regardless, it was in my back seat, so I could just easily access it. Um, I feel like you should probably have water in there, but you risk freezing that if you leave it in there, like when the car's not on, so the heat's not running overnight, say your water could freeze in that. I mean, Nomad, you could probably attest to that if you've ever done yeah, that. Yeah, and, and we talked about that in our everyday carry data. So whenever you guys talked about water mm-hmm. and, and I straight up said, I carry water in a backpack, but I don't leave it in my vehicle. I bring the backpack with me everywhere with for you. that exact reason, because it'll freeze. It'll freeze in like yeah. two hours in, in your truck. Exactly. Yeah. With a vehicle, you have so much more space available. I feel mm-hmm. like it you know, justifies a lot more. So like, you know, having a camp kettle, mm-hmm. you know, having a burner stove, you know, th- things like that. And I've even seen like, you know, the stealth campers. Have you seen those guys? Yeah. Yeah. They sleep in yeah. parking lots in their vehicles. Yeah. 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 So I've seen, you know, where a hat guy was camping negative 20 or some nonsense. And he had the, um, the catering, um, food oh, warmers, yes. the oh, little, yeah. you know, alcohol, mm-hmm. like, you know, little liquid fuel. Mm-hmm. And he burned one of those and went for, you know, like five hours, eight hours, something. And it kept him warm the entire night. Every time one burned down, he'd lie another one. You know, that's something that's mm-hmm. minimal space, you know, um, depending on what it's burning, you have to be careful of, you know, like carbon monoxide, obviously don't you mm-hmm. know, trade freezing death for suffocating to death. But, um, you know, 60 made a really great point on the hand warmers. You know, those are, those are huge. And you can go on Amazon, you can buy like, you know, the huge space ones and you're good to go. I have a, um, a rescue blanket from 
you know, when I was in the army and it's one of those, uh, was it like the, the chemically heated blankets activates with air mm-hmm. ripped open its entire, you know, blanket that, you know, warm somebody. It's a casualty type blanket. Cool. But, um, uh, I think the caveat for me for the blanket, what you said six was, uh, specifically wool, I think would be the way to go. With yes. That. Yes. With space and weight not being as much of a concern, I think like that's a really great um, that's a really great option for that. With its thermal qualities, you know, with its um, with its durability, and you know, generally they're a lot bigger than you know standard blankets. So I think that's really great. The food is obviously a great choice. Water, you'd have to find contingencies, like you said, nomad carrying it if you know if freezing is a concern. Um, and then I would just say wool, 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 wool. You know, socks especially. You know, if you're stuck in that tin can, you're not able to actually, you know, conduct a movement to get out of there. If you have to stay, then, you know, you need to know where all your cold spots are. You know, cold, um, you know, is going to cavitate, you know, in like your floorboards. So if you're able to get up off of that, but I think movement needs to be people's biggest priority, being, being able to have the stuff they need to be able to get out in a way if possible. If feasible, right? I suppose, and definitely something like um, extricate themselves if their vehicle gets stuck. So I think like either kitty litter if you need like weight in the back to get traction. If you have a rear wheel drive car, or just kitty litter just to dump out onto the the snow or ice so that you can actually get some traction. If you don't have say tire chains, you should have tire chains in your vehicle. Yeah, you should have tire chains though. Um, I like what you what you said. Um, nomad months ago about having the um the portable charging oh the power the the battery bank except it's in Mm -hmm. it's in my bag i don't leave it in my vehicle because it'll die and then same thing with um the vehicle like like power station charger that everyone's like raves about i have one too but i bring it in my house so i bring it in my vehicle every time and i bring it out because it'll die it'll die in your vehicle if you leave it there yeah, I have one of those for my wife's car. It's like the big, like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's Coleman Craftsman, whatever, the mm-hmm. big yellow one. Mm-hmm. And that thing's money. <laughs> yeah. But a, a lot of these things, again, like, it's cool to have all this stuff in your vehicle. But if you're like what, like Six said earlier, if you, if you park outside for work and you're, you know, you're not checking it daily, half that stuff's mm-hmm. going to be dead. Or the water, like Six said, you bring yeah. water. I'm like, it's totally useless now in your vehicle. I think the biggest yep. thing, honestly, for people is like the clothing. Um, like you guys mentioned the blankets, but mm-hmm. honestly, water and food, like, like you can go three days without water. You can go like a month without food and like that stuff will just freeze. But if you had water yeah. in your backpack and like snacks in your bag all the time, I'm like, that'll keep you alive. It's the clothing yeah. that'll kill you. Like the, the weather will, will yeah. get you first. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, f- yeah. So for me personally, I don't carry, v- um, food in my vehicle ever. I carry food in my backpack but not mm. in my vehicle. There's no point. I live somewhere too cold. I don't carry water in my vehicle either. Yeah. It's just the well, cold. Well, it's, it's so fast. It happens so fast. When I was in high school, uh, we had a more harsh winter, and I had a you know, just a little water bottle in my cup holder. Oh, went yeah. to class, <laughs> came back, and you know, it, it busted. frozen. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, for what, a couple hours that I was away from, you know, away from my truck. I mean, it's so fast. Mm-hmm. So... Pretty crazy. That's insane, too. Yeah, because I, I can remember when I lived in Indiana. Yeah, I, I left a couple bottles of water in my car. Um, just totally forgot about them. 
and came back out and was, was like, oh, man, I'm thirsty. You know, I can't remember if I was coming out of high school or what. And I reached back there to grab one, and it was just a solid block of ice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Cold freezes stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, man, talk a little bit about just personal preparation for winter because you do live in more than, you know, six or I do. Um, so again, because we're talking like from a data sode perspective, I'd say not only have this stuff for you, but every person in your vehicle, like have spares, like mm-hmm. clothing for everybody in your vehicle. hundred percent. Um, what about again, on your person? On your person? Um, mm-hmm. so I carry gloves all the time, like winter gloves. Um, I wear, we call them toques. You guys call them beanies. Like I, I have a winter hat all the time. Um, Yeah. I also have a really, really, really big puffy coat that I bring with me, but I don't drive with it on. I put it behind my seat, like over the headrest. So I literally have it as emergency. If I have to get on my vehicle or something, I can put it on. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because again, people, you know, not to like insult normal people's intelligences, but people, they they don't de-layer. They're like, oh, it's cold outside. I'm putting all my Mm -hmm. stuff on. Then they get in their vehicle and crank the heat and then they're sweaty. Or, yes. or not even sweaty. This is honestly worse. You shouldn't be warm in your vehicle in the dead of winter. You should be, like, comfortable. So when you stop and get out, you're not, like, freezing cold. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how Shot I do it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I do it. Um, Then, like, kind of everything we talk about in the EDC. So I always carry, you know, like, like we said, the pocket knife. I don't carry a lighter because they do not work where I live. In, like, minus 30, a big lighter doesn't work. I carry the ferro rod in my pocket every day. Interesting. Like a a big lighter will not light in this cold. It just won't. I almost wonder if that's just because of the sheer, like, freezing point, Mm -hmm. if it just messes with the butane. Yeah, or, like, the actual spark. Like, I don't know what it is. They just, it will not light in, like, minus 35 Fahrenheit or minus 40 Celsius. Wherever you live somewhere that cold, it just doesn't work. So I've been quiet about yeah. this for a while, but I think it's about time to tell you. I don't think God wants you there, man. <laughs> just just people in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, it doesn't seem right. So, yeah, on my, on my person, like, I have that, but I, I do carry a lighter in my coat pocket, but I don't use it. And, it, again, it just it yeah. doesn't it doesn't work. I like that you brought up the, the beanie or, or the toque. Yeah, the toque or beanie or hat yeah, or whatever Yeah, I'm glad that you brought yeah. that up because so much heat is lost through the head. Yeah. You know, so like layering, being able to up or down layer, mm-hmm. um, you know, having something for a head covering is huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah, and I feel and like then, when you're an adult, people just don't do it because it doesn't look cool or it's unprofessional looking, right? From a business standpoint, if you work in an office, they're like, well, my hair. Right. I'm like, yeah, but it's minus 40. You're going to like lose your ears walking from the car to your parking lot you're gonna get frostbite right so i also wanted to bring up a old army acronym colder mm-hmm. yep right so see clean make sure that your your clothing is clean dirt will dirt can clog up uh like the fibers and make it less make your clothing less able to regulate uh for the cold uh overheating so like you said with the um you know dropping layers you know if you overheat if you sweat and then you get out of your car or you have to you know go and walk or anything that's going to you know be colder more than anything that's going to freeze you you know super quick that's always been an army thing i know that's same when you were and we always were comfortably cold when we started. comfortably thank, thank you yeah i was yeah, gonna say comfortably, comfortably cold, cold. Yep. And then, you know, every time that you're comfortable cold, then you did movement or you had to mm-hmm. go off and actually do your job. Then, you know, all of a sudden you were hot. Weirdest thing. 
Uh, and then especially with the um, L, so loose and layering. So layer your clothing needs to be loose on your skin. You know, constriction isn't great for airflow. Then, you know, like we said, just causing you to sweat, keeping all that sweat tight against your skin. Not a good deal. Keeping everything dry, that's a no-brainer. Examining and repairing clothing as you go. So not as much as in an everyday context, but you know, if you're, you know, out hunting, hiking, you know, mucking around, you know, outside, you know, if you, you know, tear your clothing or you puncture your clothing or anything that, you know, is um it, it's it's defeated the garment, so you know, air is gonna rush in and do its thing, cold, snow wind, rain. Um, so just keeping good maintenance of your equipment, you know, your shelter, the first shelter being your clothing. I got another, um, another tip back to the vehicle thing. Sorry. Cause we were talking okay. about it before you jump. Um, there's this weird thing that people don't do. It's called going out before you need to like leave somewhere and turn your vehicle on 10 minutes before. So it's warm when you get in so you can strip down before you get in and drive. And then if you're really fancy like me, I have an automatic car starter. So I just do it from my phone and it turns on your vehicle. Like everyone has that in Canada in the winter. Nice. Because it's so cold, right? You can do it from a building or whatever. Right. I've seen that like coming, uh, going home from the hospital and yeah. people will start their just car start their while car. they're still in the hospital going exactly. to the parking garage. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I'm like, that's something you can do so that when you like, like what you're saying about the layering, um, you know, taking it on or off. I'm never driving and I'm getting in my vehicle and it's like from a dead cold, right? Like I'm letting the vehicle warm up before I leave my house. Or um, if I'm out somewhere, like I said, I'll turn it on from my phone. Um, mm. And then that way, whenever I get in the vehicle, I can, like you said, already strip down from that really big coat. So I'm not, you know, uncomfortable when I'm driving. That's smart. What do you guys do for like defrosting your windows and everything? So every time I turn off my vehicle, it's already set to defrost and I have it on like max heat. Nice. And then same thing. So when I start it, it warms up before I drive from a cold start. Um, have you seen the covers that people have for their windshields? So those freeze to people's windshields, though. Yeah. I'm just not acclimated to your level of Because <laughs> yeah. in Texas, that's totally good to go. You don't have to worry about it. But Yeah, but it'll it freeze to your windshield. windshield. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. The other thing you see people do, and um, I do it depending on where I park, um, but again, I have a garage, so I don't leave my vehicle outside, but if I'm out like on a mall or something or anywhere else, um, you lift your windshield wipers off your vehicle. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you guys standard. have seen that. Yeah. So it doesn't like freeze, but, yeah, but, that, yeah. uh, but again, depending on where you live, like if you live somewhere really ghetto, people will steal your windshield wiper blades. Like I've seen that happen. You're driving around and there's vehicles with no blades. People will take them. So now you drive away and you have no way to like do your windshields. <laughs> That's messed so up. So I can either confirm or deny that I have done yeah. that when i was younger yeah, people do that here so <laughs> you're a dirtbag <laughs> i wasn't when i was a kid not gonna lie so um but yeah again it's just this prior proper planning thing we always preach right if you start your vehicle before your family needs to get in or you need to go somewhere i'm like okay, it's not from a cold start if you have stuff stored in your vehicle that doesn't matter if you get stuck well and you know having something like a, a windshield uh scraper yeah like something super simple so like i when i worked at an old clinic i was I wasn't even working that day, but I was driving home from like Walmart or something. I saw one of the providers I knew he was outside just looking at his car because it completely frozen over. He wasn't able to get inside his vehicle to defrost it. And so like the entire vehicle was covered in ice. And so I 
Parker said, hey, man, you okay? He's like, I think so, but like, I can't get in my car. So this guy's stuck at this clinic alone mm-hmm. at like 8 o'clock at night. So locked out of the clinic outside, and it's like, you know. It's it freezing can, out. It can yeah. happen to anybody. Yeah, it's freezing yeah. out. Like, this can happen to anybody. So I stopped, and I helped him, you know, get into his car, you know, scraped all his mm-hmm. windows, all his windshields, and, you know, he was fine. But it's like, how do you not have a a windshield scraper, an ice scraper? Like, yeah, I. it's crazy. Again, I, I don't know because, like, yeah, it snows here in June where I live. Like, that's normal. So... <laughs> Everyone wow. has one, but um, I just, again, like you don't have to live as far north as I do to like have this all the time. Because like you said, Texas 2021 is a perfect example. You were days without power in your home and you were yeah. in your home. You weren't even having to drive around. Like, like your whole state shut down and you just held, yeah. like held out in your house. Yeah. So again, the vehicle should be like, like you said, it's your other form of protection. It's your other defense, you know, but um, Windshield washer fluid too. Like I always carry spare in my vehicle because obviously we're talking about the winter when you're driving, you're going to be blasting through more windshield washer fluid naturally as you're just trying to, you know, scrape off your vehicle or have your windshield wipers going like crazy. So I carry two full, um, like jugs in my vehicle. And if you get the winter one, it won't freeze. Everyone's like, Oh, it'll freeze. I'm like, it's not, there's, it's a chemical. It won't freeze in your vehicle. You just have, yeah, I was actually going to ask about that. They won't freeze. I have actually had windshield wiper fluid. So so you have to get four season or winter one but yeah oh and it won't freeze yeah have you ever used uh like rain x i haven't like the, uh, no no what is it it's just a it's just a a coating that you can put on your windshield on your windows it's uh it just makes water bead so oh okay it's just like anti yeah, like anti I- water kind of thing you you essentially don't even have to turn on your windshield wipers at all oh that's cool it's like a straight up well that's like, cool so it just beads off it's hurricane. like a yeah, it's just like a just mm-hmm. a chemical barrier yeah oh that's cool no i've never used that no i, I just have like winter um windshield washer fluid actually i don't even i don't even have the normal one i i bought like winter ones at some point at costco they had a whole jug of them on sale my garage is loaded with these things so i just I use nice. winter ones all the time nice yeah yeah um yeah but yeah, i i, I Go for it. Oh, um, I was just going to say, yeah, I think the big thing is honestly just having equipment for everybody, not just you, right? Like everyone in your vehicle have a spare. Yeah, everything. For sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. At, at the very least, have a spare for at least one person or a big enough blanket that mm-hmm. can encompass two or three people. Like I, I have a uh, a blanket from, and it's this is not recommended for a freaking uh, winter, but I have a, a 10 foot by 10 foot blanket from a big blanket company. Holy crap, dude. Anyway, this thing will like my wife and I can lay on opposite ends of the couch, and it will still we have excess. Mm-hmm. It's insane. I love it. I, I don't, but no, like definitely a bigger blanket mm-hmm. to help out in those situations. Yeah, and not just freezing, but um. So like, I grew up in Oregon, so uh, it didn't freeze all the time there during winter, but it was always, always it seemed just like pouring down rain. Mm-hmm. Just like buckets every single day, so like that rain that compound, like I said, was a was a big deal because it helped a lot with visibility. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't have to rely as much on your wipers if you know all the water just you know beat it off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having like a poncho, having you know extra layers if you get soaked, um, just little things like that. You know, mean mean a lot during winter where you know. If it's not just enough to be, you know, cold, but if you're wet and cold, you're, you know, miserable. That's a even worse time. 
Yeah, so. you're, you're probably going to die if you're wet and cold and you're trapped outside or you're, you're trapped in your vehicle. And honestly, like, I don't advocate for anybody to stay in their vehicle. That could be a whole other episode on itself. But, like, it's just an ice box. If your vehicle's trapped, there have been thousands of people who have died in their car in a snowbank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's best to leave. Yeah, but again, you, need to be you prepared to leave. But again, you can't leave if you don't have spare boots or like like six said, you don't have hand warmers, you don't have like gloves, you don't have a hat. I'm like, well, that's why people think holding on their vehicle is smart. Like you're gonna die in your yeah. vehicle because you can't have a fire. At the end of the day, you can't. You can't make a fire in the back of your truck. But you right. you could if you left. So. Well, and how many I mean, people have? You could set your car on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one option. <laughs> well, and how many people have just maps of their area in their vehicle? Oh, nobody. I I you know. Yeah, like I have I have three provincial maps in my uh bag. I have like the province to my left and the province to my right. You know what I mean? So I'm like Right. So if I had to leave, yeah, I have it for every area, but um Yeah, I but agree. I, 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 I agree because... with what you said though. You like there's a lot of room for stuff. You just have to bring the right things. Yeah, yeah, you have to be smart with your space. I only brought up the maps because um you know, how many people rely on their phones for directions? Oh, everybody. You know, how many people <laughs> can even get to their, you know, get to their work or the grocery store, yeah. you know, their friend's house mm-hmm. two or three different ways besides yeah. what Google gives you? Yeah. You know, not a lot of people can do that. So what if, you know, on top of, you know, you being, you know, frozen, your vehicle in a pileup, you know, your phone dies. Yeah, because it wasn't charged probably like everybody else before you got in your vehicle. Because your plan exactly. was my phone charger in my vehicle. Yeah. Exactly. Then you're like, okay, well, you know, I don't have anything I need, but I can make it to my buddy's house. Mm-hmm. But then you're in, you know, wide out conditions and you don't actually remember what road you're on because you never bothered to memorize the name of the roads. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on there. <laughs> That's that's exactly right. I was going to bring that up too. Is just most people don't even memorize the names of the roads around them. They may know the street they're on. Like God, I'd hope you know the street you're on, but then like the road that that intersects, and the road that that intersects. Like it's your immediate area, and how you not know those? I mean, I get it. If you just moved to that area, maybe a year, maybe two ago, but if you don't know the names of the roads in like your immediate area, like that's that's kind of an issue because. You know, what if you need, I don't know, someone to come help you out? Like, are you going to know, name, know the name of the road you're on? Yeah, I was going to say not even just for navigation, but being able to call people to your location. Mm-hmm. You know, say like, yes. you know, call 911. All right, where are you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Just crickets. laughs> well, I'm on that one road, you know, like yeah. that doesn't work. And I think that's why um, nowadays... When you do call 911, your location gets broadcast so that they can actually pick that up. Mm-hmm. At least I think I think that's what that is because <laughs> I've had that's a, locked out before in emergency mode. That's a gross breach of my privacy. Location. Right. I don't appreciate it. There's, there is something to be said for that. What else do you guys... I was going to say, what about home preps? You know, we talked about on your person, oh, we talked about yeah. vehicle. So... Uh, you know, getting your getting your home ready for ready for winter. Well, there's there's so many things, but like yep. honestly, um, I'll start the easy one. So food and water. So kind of how not to contradict myself. I said I don't carry food around in my vehicle because it'll freeze, which like it it's true. Um, but having food and water at your home because like what you were saying, seven about your dad growing up 
in like um wh- where'd you say he grew up again wyoming wisconsin wisconsin sorry and like you, his doors covered in snow and i'm like man there's people in like where i live where you could be trapped in your home for four days and what if you don't have enough food and again this is like a bigger issue on like being prepared because everyone has this yeah. fantasy of the apocalypse but i'm like the winter is a perfect example what if you can't leave your home food and water yeah. should be the first thing you have yes yeah because again um if you live in in an apartment you know in whatever urban center in america you obviously can't have a fireplace but even like you said for you seven you had your entire family in your living room and you were like burning everything in your um fireplace to not freeze yeah so literally we when it happened it was like five or six o'clock in the evening when we lost power and i just looked at my wife it's like oh crap and yeah, I had that oh crap moment. Then it's like, okay, well now I have to take charge. <laughs> so yeah. I said, okay, um, you know, go pull the couches together. That's where we'll sleep. We'll, you know, set up a, a tent for my boy. Mm-hmm. And so we literally set up his little, you know, kid's tent in the middle of the living room facing the fireplace. I, you know, had all the wood. Obviously, you know, I'm, you know, outdoors, I love fire. So I had, you know, a pretty size bowl, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, amount of firewood. But we burned through almost all of that, you know, during the the four days. And I also had, I think, a 50-pound bag of um, hardwood uh, charcoal, like, for for grilling. Oh, oh for, like, like the barbecue. The actual, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so like, like the, the actual, like, yeah. <laughs> hardwood lumps. Yeah. And we burned that Holy. because that burned incredibly hot in my fireplace. But <laughs> I burned my I burned in my fireplace for four days straight. So I'd wake up intermittently throughout the night to keep it going because I slept right by it. So I knew when it would get cold because I'm trying to key entire living room. Yeah. Right. We had covered the windows, mm-hmm. everything. Right. And I'd burn that for so hot for so long. I cracked the stones all the way up oh, into my in your, in your actual chimney or like your fireplace. Yeah. That's so, crazy. But we Did had, you ever get that fixed? Well, of course. Yeah. But, okay. But okay. we have, you know, we had, thank God we had, uh, canned foods. Mm-hmm. I went out and I bought, um, the night before it happened, like a 60 like count of eggs because everything else was stripped from the shells. Cause everyone's freaking out. You know, I have chickens now. Thank God. You know, that's a lot easier, but I went out and I bought a cast iron wok and we ended up using that for cooking in our fireplace. So that's smart. Yeah, it gets real, real fast, man. <laughs> so that brings up another a, a point that I like to hit too, because I mean, it affects you in the winter as it same as it does in the summer. Because I mean, you blast AC, you blast mm-hmm. heat. You need to winterize your house, mm-hmm. so you need to be checking like the uh, the weather stripping around your doors, your windows if you need to. I mean, I would check the caulking too, mm-hmm. just to make sure that there's no gaps to allow heat to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, I would check your fireplace to make sure there's no cracks in there or, you know, to make sure that the, the cold air can't come in through the top of it. I mean, Go outside and look at your I, roof. The spots yeah, where there yeah. isn't ice, you need to fix that insulation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Definitely make sure that your insulation is up to spec because, I mean, I, I need to redo mine just because, good Lord, it hasn't been done in, well... A while. Yeah. Well, something kind of falling behind on that. Something that I considered, you know, during the freeze that I haven't acted on yet. I don't know if I will because I'm not sure of what the odds are, what the benefit would be, but I considered um setting up points 
in our so in like our main entryways like to the kitchen or mm-hmm. to the uh to the entry hall or you know to the kids um to the kids hall setting up anchors to where i could um like drill in moving blankets mm. to cover to like and, seal these sections yeah, yeah. yeah to seal mm-hmm. off like rooms yeah so you can compartmentalize the heat, the heat. but you know that's that's something that's down the line a little bit, uh, a more drastic measure, but yeah. it's, you know, you have to think of these things because if you have an entire, you know, house full of dead space and hallways where all that heat's just going to escape, you know, that's, that's huge. I mean, hell no, man, you, you warm your house with wood heat. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, better than I do, you know, yeah. we do how, how important that is and how that is a yearly, like that is a seasonal task that never stops. It's a weekly chore. I split wood yeah. every week. It never stops. Yeah. Or you'll freaking freeze to death. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you brought up those seven like dividing sections of your house. So the way you want to do it is like the best solution. And yeah, it might people, your old lady might think you're weird because you're like drilling stuff in your house. But if people just lost power and like we did that here growing up in Canada is um you prioritize like what you do with your family. So my parents would close all the doors like on the exterior parts of the house, like in other bedrooms. And we would block the bottom of the door with towels and then we'd all sleep mm-hmm. in like the living room. Mm-hmm. So again, it doesn't have to be drastic like what you're saying. That's like an emergency, but people could do these things, right? Just close every door, Smart. block mm-hmm. literally every gap with a towel. And we hung out in the living room for like the four yeah. days we lost power. Yeah. But again, yeah. how many people don't even have enough towels to jam their doors? You know what I mean? Or like you said, they don't have enough firewood to not leave their house. Like for you as well, how much firewood do you think you burn in four days to not die? Uh, probably a cord a cord yeah, uh, yeah. that's what i'm gonna ask right and then for those those people listening who don't know what a cord is it's a standard measure measurement of how they justify what a pile of wood is it's uh the canada i think you guys are the same right it's four feet by eight feet by four feet that's a cord i was gonna say i think it's like it's, it's supposed to be the the pick the back of a truck the bed of a truck no so like that's, entirely filled that's it. not an accurate measurement because oh it's not what if trucks have short beds or long beds it's four oh, feet by fair. eight feet by four. Mm, so that's fair. Full disclaimer: if some, if you guys are listening and you're like, "Oh, he's selling a truckload for this much," I'm like, "Is it a cord?" Because a truckload is a very different uh, volume, yeah. completely. So the volume actually is 128 cubic feet in total. That's how much wood you should get, and it's four feet by eight feet by four feet. That's a cord. And if you burned a cord in four days during a crazy storm, think of how much I burn daily to like keep my home heated like normally. Yeah, so that's what I mean. I'm, well, I go through a lot of wood. Asinine. Well, and so that was an emergency for my family, right? Yeah, that was the wood I had because I burn recreationally, right? Yeah. But if so, you were more prepared power, than most people because that but, like you had that. Yeah. Well, yeah, but if we gained power for a few days and then lost power again, oh, you would have had no wood. <laughs> you would I would have had no wood. Yeah. yeah it, but Screw, but that's yeah. the thing. Like you know, thank God I you know had the fourth eye. You know, just mm-hmm. am the way that I am. That I had that amount of wood. Yeah, totally. But I made it by that much. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's a huge gut it's check. It's a man. huge oh, 100%. And again, you're you are the best person to like test that you know scenario with your family. Obviously, you didn't want to, but like you you now reevaluated on what's a priority. But again, most people are like, well, I live in Texas. Why would that happen? And you're like, man, it happened to me. I burned yeah. a cord of wood in four days and like I have recreational wood. You don't even stockpile like I do. Yeah. Well, and like I said, you know, when, in, when the power initially went off, mm-hmm. just looking at my wife, like, Oh crap, what are we going to do? You know, within 
a couple of things. I had to be able to know, re- recall where we had our headlamps so yeah. that we can move around our house that was suddenly dark to in order to get the things that we needed. So be able to go out to the garage, which was cold, by the way, to find our camping totes so we could get out all of our supplies and everything else. I mean, it, you know, if you don't have these things, if you don't have flashlights in your house, if you don't have headlamps in your house, mm-hmm. you know, how are you, how are you going to move around in the dark? You know, it's these little things that people take for granted and it's just, you know, it can get so real so fast. True. Yeah. Uh, one solution we had uh, growing up was that we just had candles. We had stockpiles of freaking candles. Mm. So obviously a perishable. I have that too. Or a non-renewable source. So, I mean, but it's, you know, candles can be a lot cheaper yes. than stockpiling batteries upon batteries mm. upon batteries, you know? Yeah. And uh, have you seen the, um, was it the, the little hack with a, with a clay pot for like little space heaters? Yes. Yeah. So just knowing those little, those little tricks can be huge too. Yeah. And like the, and, and again, there's like so many things for your home, but people are just, they like, again, they take it for granted because they're like, well, I don't live, you know, in like Nunavut or Yellowknife or whatever. I'm like, okay, but what happens if something happened? Like seven just said. And all of uh, Texas shut down for four days and people were probably dying in their vehicles because they just yeah, had flip-flops. I mean, flops. <laughs> and it doesn't even have to be a disaster. I mean, I don't remember where it was, but within the last six months, we've had people attacking intentionally the power grid. Yeah, yeah. In um, mm-hmm. North Carolina, I think, right? That's where it was or something? It was It was multiple okay. places. Yeah. So you could be doing everything right. You could have totally fine weather and someone could you purposely know, act out line your area. And, yeah. and cut out power for 50,000 people. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, and like crazy. Again, all the more reason to like go solar. You know, have wind turbines. Do something self-sufficient. Don't rely on like the power grid because I mean, obviously that can fail. Do you guys? I mean, I get that it's not like something that a lot of people can do just because of cost, but it's something you probably should try to look into. At the very least, have a generator. I was just gonna ask that for so for generators. Um, are you guys able to hook up a generator to your actual like box outside and repower your house or how would you do it if you had a generator? Not legally. So Okay, so not legally yeah. you can't do that. Okay. But I well, can. I got a guy. I know you a guy. A guy. Okay. Yeah, down down here we have the option to where we can actually put a um an adapter yeah. into the wall. Yeah. And run the house the entire house's power um off, the, off, off that the generator. generator. Okay. Uh, nice. We can do um like the plug in like uh gas or diesel generators mm-hmm. we can also do uh, natural gas stuff like the massive generators that people just literally install outside their houses mm-hmm. um so when the power goes out it immediately clicks that's on. that's goals so um yeah i mean it's hurricanes maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah so for normal people that can't do that or don't have a generator and because we talked about food and water again a super easy hack but unless you live somewhere as cold as me people don't really think of it because, you know, and you guys have experienced this too, right? You lose power and everyone's like, don't open your fridge. Your food will go bad. Like, don't, you know, don't go in and out of your fridge because you need to, like, keep it sealed. Mm-hmm. So when we lose power here, I, I'm like, if it was days, I emptied all my food into a cooler and left it outside in a snowbank in my backyard. Yep. Yeah. That's the yep. first thing I did. I put everything in, like, I've got two giant Yeti coolers and I filled them and I left them in my backyard. Nice. So I'm like, hey, so- the fridge doesn't matter. Yeah, back. That's what we actually used to do when I was younger. Like when I was in my uh, early twenties, we'd take like our our alcohol during the winter and just literally leave it outside the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the uh, in the freezer, we actually took all everything out of our freezer out of our fridge and we put it just on the 
on the concrete in our garage. Oh, yeah. See? And then exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because it was that cold. It was that cold, right? <laughs> but like, Dude. but these are things where people forget about the food in their fridge. Or again, the default is, oh, don't open your fridge or freezer. I'm like, well, if if you're without power for a week, your all your food, all your food preps are gonna go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, we put it in um big Yetis and for me, and I put it in my backyard by my deck, so no one would steal my food. But yeah, I, I had it in my backyard. Yeah, and if you do lose power, um, you know, having all of your taps that are you know facing like the mm-hmm. there are there wall side mm-hmm. or exterior side in your home having that on a drip mm-hmm. so nothing freezes having the outside covers for your faucets that's huge yeah and if you if you don't have one of those if you know your dog rips one up like my idiot dog <laughs> did then you can wrap it in towels and you know that's a stop gap until you can mm-hmm. you know get a something with a better seal yeah for sure yeah there's just there's so much for like the home prep for uh for winterizing but again i think i think food and water and like you said a heat source and again i get if you live in an apartment like i get that i get you can't have a wood Mm -hmm. stove i get you can't have a fireplace but maybe have winter clothing then right because if you like even like six set Mm -hmm. or get a huge blanket like the biggest 10 by 10 blanket you can get by 10 of them so you know you could layer up in your house or whatever or your apartment so you don't freeze to death um and or get a winter sleeping bag yeah exactly that too yeah I mean, and there's so many options like there, I mean, hell, there's even like USB powered hand warmers now yeah. where, you know, you can, oh you God, can find us, yes. you can go on Amazon right now and buy a 20 pack of those, you know, like big, you know, hand or feet warmers mm-hmm. and you throw one of those in your sleeping bag and you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, apartment living is very difficult for a lot of these preps. Very difficult. It is but possible. There is, there it's is just, a way. There is a way. Yeah. It's just, it takes more effort. But if, again, if you just like six said, like even you have a winter sleep bag and have all these blankets and have winter clothing, you will not die. Yeah. Right. Like you will. Well, in understanding and understanding how cold works, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like you said, so compartmentalizing your house, covering, you covering know, those like creases, space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Covering wasted space, covering, you know, like underneath uh, doors, just you know, understand like low spots are going to be colder than than high spots. Having good insulation underneath you, you know, understanding mm-hmm. where your body loses heat, so in your head, um, just all these little things that you know will will help you make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, for for being you know with everything happening in the world, like I don't know globally about like everyone saying there's uh you know this big like push on uh being green and stuff i'm like man winter is pretty harsh now i don't know why people haven't figured out you should probably have stuff in your vehicle or or like we said in your apartment or your house yeah i had i had during the freeze the neighbors who had just moved from california from northern california where they they left all (laughs) they left all of their winter stuff in california because they were moving to texas Mm -hmm. dude and we're talking about like 70 80 year old people and so the entire four days they were stuck in their house in their in their beds in sleeping bags. <laughs> so they don't die. Yeah. So they don't die. Like I checked on them every single day <laughs> to see if they were still alive. Like it Have you guys yeah. ever seen that movie Day After Tomorrow with like Jake Gyllenhaal and Dennis oh Wade? My you know gosh. what I'm talking about? Just gonna reference that's yeah. nightmares. N- nightmares for sure, but again, I'll I'll on all the people who live in new york because they're like oh it's like not that cold here like in that movie but, but like before the storm right six when they're all walking around they're, they're barely wearing like hats and gloves these people because they're all they're all right. business looking people i'm like dude it is winter why do you not own yeah. a hat and gloves 
Seriously. This is insanity that you like or rely the, on the system. I can, or the homeless dude I've, that was I've stuffing been. newspaper in his shirt. Yeah, the homeless dude. For extra insulation. Yeah, and all the, I mean, all the people smart. are like, oh, the homeless guy knows how to live. I'm like, yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so like, I've been to New York City in the winter, and I can attest that it doesn't look like that. Like, they, people were walking around. With, like, hats and gloves. Bundled yeah. up. Like they were, they were properly prepared for that crap because they've been there long enough. They know this crap. Mm. But I can't even remember when that movie actually took place. Was that actually during like winter? Uh, I don't even remember if it is supposed to be winter or or if it's just a huge storm that comes in. I haven't seen it in a while. I think it's just a storm, isn't it? I think it was just a huge. I think storm. it's a huge storm that comes over. It, yeah, it like goes over. Well, North no, they, it was more. It was more winter time because everyone was wearing jackets. Like the main cast were all in. But I don't think they were wearing like hats and stuff. gloves, though, right? I think it was like fall or something. I don't remember, but yeah, yeah, it, it was. It wasn't like it wasn't. I like think it was February. transitory. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's just this weird thing, right? That people don't even own that stuff. Just like you said, seven. Like your neighbor, elderly neighbors came and they're like, "Well, I don't need it." I'm like, "What if it happened though?" And again, I'm not saying you need to have it in your vehicle all the time, like me, but maybe have it at your house in general, have right? Something As like a baseline. Yeah, it's just yeah. weird that people don't think of that. Um, again, for me, from the outside looking in, it's it's all I've known since I was born and raised here. So it's freezing cold all the time. And like I was talk, talking to both of you earlier before the recording, um, I changed my phone to Fahrenheit. So every time we talk now, you guys understand the reference of temperature. It was minus 39 Fahrenheit yesterday here. And that was mild. It was colder the day before. Misery. Are you kidding me? And that's a mild day. It was Dude. colder the day before. That's crazy, man. But again, when we talked about it, I see people walking around with no, with like flip flops onto the gym. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, a lot of it has to do with, you know, just your, you know, your temperament, but also learning from example, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I never had super harsh winters growing up. You know, I grew up in Oregon. It's, you know, wet and dark, yeah, cold it's, sometimes. It's like rainy but there. Yeah. It's just like rains 10 months out of the year, right? But my old man grew up in Wisconsin and he told me stories and, you you bet I learned from it, mm-hmm. and you know I I took that with me to Texas, and you know I still had a tote full of you know winter stuff, mm-hmm. and it paid off. Yeah, hundred percent. You know I I grew up knowing how to be cold, mm-hmm. and it paid off. Yeah, it's the same lessons I actually brought with me to Texas when I moved down there, and only had to end up using it one time. Like literally, I moved down there in September. And by December, we had um, two weeks of straight ice. So after like three days of just sitting in my apartment, I'm like, all right, I actually need to go to the grocery store. (laughs) And if you've never been to Dallas during um, a very light dusting, I'm talking like the ground's not even covered. It's it's just hitting the roadway and kind of sort of sticking. The whole city shuts down. Like it just shuts down. It's like, oh no, nope, we can't handle this. We can't handle this. Meanwhile, I'm out there just like freaking doing 45 and a 30, watching all these four wheel drive trucks spin out on the ice, and I'm just like, yeah, huh? I guess you guys really can't drive on this stuff. Yeah, you know, Dallas also has like five lane highways and all such other nonsense. Like that's just not worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they treat it all like the uh, Texas Motor Speedway. Yeah. All right, do you guys have anything else for for winter? Um, I mean, honestly, I, just, I guess like, just dress for the weather. It doesn't matter if it doesn't look cool. And again, KK, because we're talking about a data sode perspective here, like 
if you dress according to the weather, your kids will dress according to the weather. I don't know how many kids I see whenever I'm driving anywhere and I see them waiting for the bus and they're wearing like the Toronto Blue Jays baseball hat and a like hockey hoodie and it's minus 39 Fahrenheit. What are you doing? Like, I hope you die. I hope you lose a finger or a hand. You'll remember this because your parents are probably not dressed accordingly either, right? Whereas for me, both my kids wear winter coats and toques and gloves. It's like not as normal. Or I don't know, they're different. they're your children. Like yeah, make, yeah. make, them, make them wear dress it. according to the weather. Exactly. You know, my four year old does not want to wear a coat or a jacket or anything other than a t shirt and shorts, regardless of the weather. Mm-hmm. I love him very much. And so I make him wear exactly. clothes that are appropriate for the weather. Yeah. Whether or not he, you know, is sad or mad or anything, like that's my job. And so so I do it. Like but like again, said, it's, it's trying to, it's to, trying to normalize this because I don't even know how many times I've gotten arguments with like ex-girlfriends where I'm like, yo, we're going out to do whatever. And they're like, oh, we're driving. I'm like, where's your coat? And they're like, well, it's just like, like, it's like, it's a short walk from the car. I'm like, what if the car breaks down? That would be my question every time. Right. So trying to normalize it for the adults. It's just it's yeah. like yep. it seems to be an uphill battle. But again, all these examples we mentioned, obviously, mm-hmm. the after tomorrow would be like the worst case. But um. The, yeah. you know the freezing in texas or like we said um yeah just like six was saying like like the people in new york or the destabilization in north carolina wherever mm-hmm. like people should probably have winter clothing it's a normal yeah. thing if you live in the northern hemisphere there's a possibility it's gonna happen yeah oh absolutely well and it's gonna be so any kind of normalization is gonna be an uphill battle you know like we talked about with our you know with our roots episode mm-hmm. right you know we are fighting against passivity and yeah. comfort so it's going to be an uphill battle it's gonna be hard but you know, is the is the best is the best for everybody. You know, it, it's gonna keep people safe. Yep, and and it'll be a generational solution that we figured out. Like we said, where our grandkids are wearing coats or have coats or have shovels or whatever, and they don't even think about it. Don't even think about yeah, it. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a normal, natural thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. that's what we're fighting and for. I hate, and I hate to say it, but this is this is all about developing common sense and critical thinking. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Common 100%. sense is not all that common, and critical thinking. I mean, people just expect to be handed stuff. It's work. Stuff like, like it's work. Barney broken it down. Barney style for him. Like, yeah, you're exactly right. It's, it's work. It's, it's like deliberate planning, deliberate thinking. And the vast majority of the stuff that we've said may not apply to everybody. It's a matter of taking your own situation, your own planning, what you think can and will happen in your area and actually putting that into practice, just practice, you know? Well, it's the most likely versus most dangerous. Yes. Right. Yeah, 100%. Yes. Thank you for that. Yeah. But again, if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, your most dangerous is the day after tomorrow. And guess what? It has happened before. Right? Yeah. But you're most likely if you live in, I don't know, pick a, like, for you guys, like, pick a central state and, like, draw a line across the United States and be like, if you live here north, you should probably have a winter coat in your vehicle all the time. Doesn't matter what time of year. Something could happen. Right. If you're Dude. south of this line, you should. If you're south of this one. line, own one. Exactly. If you're north of this line, it's in your vehicle all the time. Honestly, if you're north of the Rio Grande, you probably should have have it, have it in your vehicle. Yeah, and probably have well, something. And you know, not to go on another rabbit hole, but buying quality stuff. Like mm-hmm. I remember, I think I was, I think I was twelve or thirteen, and my folks bought me a, uh, you know, one of those like big puffy Carhartt coats. Mm-hmm. Right. I still okay. have that thing. I wear that every single winter and it looks brand spanking new. Like, you know, buy things that are built to last. that are built for work. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and you'll you'll do yourself a favor. Well, especially for the clothing, because like you said it earlier, for like the colder acronym and like your um, it like obviously keeping it clean and stuff. But the repair, if you keep your stuff serviceable, it will last like decades. And yeah. it, mm-hmm. and like it's your first layer against the elements, you know, mm-hmm. rain gear or you know insulating layer, wh- whatever. But because we're specifically talking about winter, probably own a really good winter coat. It's probably a must. Again, if you live like we said north of whatever line. Um, yeah. you should have that and boots. Yeah, that and boots. boots. Yeah. And if you live south of this line, you should probably own it. At least have it in your house. Because again, mm-hmm. Texas is the perfect example. You were probably way south of the line people are imagining in their head, yet you still had a snowstorm that like knocked out hundreds of thousands of people were frozen in their homes for yeah. four days. In freaking yeah. central Texas. Yeah. In central which, Texas. And which is crazy. they were finding like geriatrics dead in their dead. homes. Exactly. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So again, this is like wherever you live, like six said, figure out what works for you. But winter is a thing. Winter has come and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And it, it comes every year. So why do people not, you know, realize I need a winter coat or, you know, maybe my, if my windows aren't sealed or whatever in my house, right? Seal them up. Or like we said, if, if you're so, you know, in dire need financially, like what I said, my family did when we were like trapped, we just blocked off sections of the house and we weren't allowed to even open the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a dad showed, right? Mm-hmm. These are things that your dad show taught you. Mm-hmm. If you're a dad, take note. If you want to be a dad, take note. You know, you are the leader. You set the standard, and you set the standard for generations after you. So make it a good one. Exactly. Yeah. Set it high. Yeah. So that being said, dad advice. Nomad go. Oh, man. My last advice was really good. I don't know how I'm going to top that. No. <laughs> um, okay. Cause... Dad advice for winter? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, for anything. I, so, so same thing. Dad is so, or dad advice, sorry, in regards to winter. Um, I'm planning to take over for everyone else in my care because my 13 year old is probably not going to remember a, you know, a glove or something. So I have spares of everything in my vehicle for every person in the vehicle. Uh, I guess for me, it would be, uh, think ahead. Uh, whatever you think could go wrong probably will go wrong. So plan for that. Exactly. And then you, Seven? My dad advice, I'm going to tell everyone who's listening what my father told me every single day growing up until I left home. Bring a jacket. <laughs> Bring a jacket. Exactly. Bring a jacket. Yeah. Well, I was going to say you're a disappointment, but that, that makes sense. <laughs> Harsh but fair. Bring a jacket. <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you had fun with us. Hope you learned something. This was our dad's on winter. We are the hard times, strong men. Stay in the fight. <laughs>